Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. I don't know about you, but we've all got one thing in common. We're just a big bag of chemicals. And you know what? Things happen. Things happen at the worst time. Things happen when we don't plan for them. But the importance of having your sound financial house foundations in place is to make sure that when things go not as planned, that you are taken care of, that the money doesn't stop because everything we do in our financial life revolves around money walking in the door each day. Now, if something was to happen to you or a loved one, we just want to make sure that that money keeps on coming in. And that's why I think it's so important to have a personal protection plan in place as a foundation of your sound financial house. As you know, the advantage of having Tao as a show partner is they give me the keys to the castle. I've just walked in here, grabbed a desk, and I said, hey, I need to speak with Jenny. That's right, Jenny Oliver, Tao Chief Claims Officer. And they saw that Glenn James was in the building and they said, all right, we'll page her, we'll get her down here. So Jenny Oliver, TAL Chief Claims Officer, thanks for joining me on My Millennial Money. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. You ready to talk all things claims? Let's do it. All right. So Jenny, you're like a commander in chief in a White House. But that house is Tal's head office and you are the chief claims officer. <laughs> so, so could you please tell us a little bit about your background, your role at Tal, what you do day in, day out, and any opening comments that you think could be relevant about your role and what you're doing here at Tal and even colleagues across the industry? Because when we buy insurance, we're ultimately buying a claim. We are. We are. And, and that's actually why Tal has a Chief Claims Officer. Um, it's a new role. Uh, it was only set up three years ago. As a business, we recognise that life insurance is incredibly important in people's lives, but the moment we claim, that's the moment of truth. And, and recognising that the claim is at the heart of everything we do, the business recognised we needed to increase the importance and recognition and transparency of claims and created this new position so that claims had a seat at the entire table. Mm. But by way of background, I've actually been at TAL for 21 years. Wow. Yeah. You are a chief officer of something, (laughs) commander-in-chief. And I've had a really, really interesting career and journey here at TAL. I actually started as a financial accountant 21 years ago in finance wow. um, and came across as a favour to a friend. It's, it's, it's not the kind of thing you stick on your year 12 yearbook that, you know, my ambition is to work in a life insurance industry because it's just not well known. Mm. But I did come here as a favour to a friend for six months and I did do the financial accounts, but I liked the industry and I liked the people I worked with. Um, and over those 21 years, 
I worked in finance and then I've worked across most parts of the business, whether that be sales, relationships, digital, marketing, operations, underwriting. Um, and what I realised was probably about 10 years into my career here, it changed from being a career. Mm. I actually really got what we do in life insurance. In life insurance, we make a huge difference to people's careers and there's a big element of service in what we do here. Um, we look after people when they're in a really bad place. We, we help them with financially, but more than that, we help them with their ongoing support, with rehabilitation and many other things. And we're really invested in the lives of our customers and our claimants. Mm. So once I realised that there was a higher purpose in what we were doing here in life insurance, it was a very easy decision to stay. Yeah. And I think it's important to call out again every time um, whether it's on this episode or other episodes or questions that come into the Facebook group or to our questions inbox, if there is such a thing, I think there is on the website. <laughs> when we talk about life insurance and read questions, it is a family of products. You're right. It is a suite of products. Mm. Yeah. You go back 20, 30 years and I think everybody thought of life insurance as just a, a benefit that paid out when somebody passed away. Mm. But that's not the case anymore. And the products have evolved and the circumstances of our customers have evolved. And now 71% of our claims are actually paid to people who are alive. Mm. We call them living benefits. Yeah. And wow. In either in a, a one-off lump sum or in ongoing income protection payments. And just as a sidebar... You know, when I talk with different companies, and I'm, I'm just, this is Glenn, the business owner, hat on here for a second. It's got nothing to do with claims or life insurance or anything like that. When I look at companies to partner with My Millennial Money, which is effectively my business, right? I'm a 100% owner. I love relationships and I love long-term relationships and I love good culture in organizations. Now, when I hear of someone that's senior in the business who's been in the business for over 20 years, there must be something good about the culture. Yeah. I'm a very values-driven person and I'm here because this company aligns to my personal values. Yeah. And my personal values is about, you know, truth, integrity and supporting and helping people and that's what we do here. Mm. The industry cops a bad rap. Yeah. But it's not true and it's not a reflection of the intent of everyone who works in this organisation. And I want to use this as a bit of a PSA episode. Okay. I want this as a PSA, no matter if you do have insurance with Tau or any other company in Australia or any other default company in your super fund, this is a PSA for Australians and those who may hold policies in Australia. 100%. And we, we will talk about the Life Insurance Code of Practice, but I just want to dispel some myths. And I've actually had probably more experience than the average bear being a financial advisor for 13 years of seeing claims paid, right? You obviously have as well. That's Indeed. what you do. And we'll talk about some of the data that you've got. But I'm sick of seeing this thing, insurers don't pay claims. That's actually not true. But the problem is, in some instances, we could buy the nicest coffee in the world, there could be lots of people buying the nicest coffee in the world from the best cafe in Australia, but there's going to be those two one-star reviews of outrage and they attract all this attention, but the facts are you had a bad experience. The stats say 
it's good bloody coffee. Yeah. And most people enjoy it, yeah. right? So I, I just think it's it's one of those things like you look at any reviews online for the airline industry, you're only going to see negative stuff. And it's so funny. There's a book out there and it was a money book and the author said, financial advisors just want to sell trauma insurance to make money. What? Yeah. And I categorically get enraged because I'm like, well, speak to my clients who had a trauma benefit paid at the worst time in their life. Yeah. And the difference that made as well. Thank you. Yeah. So, there's a lot of myths out there. There's a lot of mistruths. Yeah. But there's also a lot of facts. Yeah. And if you're a data-driven person, you've just got to look at the data. Indeed. Indeed. So, lots going on here. I'll finish my Sermon on the Mount now. Um, Talk to us about maybe just the process. If I've got a, a policy yep, and I have a claim event, yep. what is the process? Yeah. So, let me, let me talk a little bit about a couple of the things you said there uh, and we'll get to that. Certainly, I also am incredibly frustrated by some of the reputation and assertions made about the life insurance industry, particularly at claim time, mm. that we're here just to decline claims. I can categorically tell you that that is not the case. Uh, and our claims consultants work really hard to pay all our genuine claims as quickly and efficiently as possible because that's what our customers need. They need a decision quickly and they need to get paid quickly. But we know that when customers thinking about claiming, they're really worried because they've heard this. They've heard this stuff in the media about, oh, the life insurer is going to find every way possible or any way possible to decline my claim. So they actually come to us often quite anxious and nervous. What's going to be involved? You know, am I going to have to prove to these guys that I'm really sick? They're not going to believe me. Um, And that's where we can start to have an immediate impact from the moment they decide they want to claim. So what happens when somebody wants to claim is they're going to contact us and they're going to talk to somebody in in most cases and they're going to explain their situation, what's happening for them. And we're going to take the time to get to know them because whilst TAL pays 40,000 claims a year and that's a great big stat, the reality is that's 40,000 individual stories Mm. and no two stories are the same. Absolutely not. No two medical conditions are the same, no employment circumstances are the same, no two support networks are the same. So everybody's going to come to us and they're going to tell us their individual story. And we're going to ask you questions around, well, what happened to you? What, what is your injury or illness? How long have you had it? You know, how severe is it? When do you expect to recover? Do you expect to recover? We're going to ask about what you were doing before your injury or illness. What was your employment? What was your job? What was involved in that? We're going to ask you about who your doctors are so we can get in touch with them and talk to them as well. And uh, we're also going to ask about your financials. You know, how much were you earning before you were working? So we're going to get to know you. We're going to ask you about your support networks. We're going to ask you about what your goals are. So we're going to take the time to get to know you. Can I ask a question there? Yeah. Often these questions that you're asking, it's not we need as much information as possible to decline a claim. (laughs) We need as much questions answered as possible to see what you look like now because you may have taken out this policy 10 years ago. Mm. And you may be a, a different person yeah. from 10 years ago. Yeah. Look, we're asking questions to understand who our customers are today. We're looking to understand their circumstances, uh, understand their medical position, their employment positions. We're looking to understand this so we can pay that claim as quickly as possible, mm. um, that we can ensure that the claim meets the terms and conditions, but more importantly, that we can understand how we can help 
our customers and support them return to health or return to work. Uh, people may not appreciate that there's a lot of services that we can support our customers with beyond just payment of the claim benefits. Mm. And it's important that we understand our customers and their goals and their objectives, what their support networks already provide for them and where we can supplement that and help them even further. Yeah, and I will say, like, just coming up for air for one second, like, if you do have an insurance policy in place in your life, and I've said for years, time with an insurer is your friend. I mean, my policies, I've you know, I've had them for years and I come up for air and review and make sure that the benefits, the policy features and all that are still in line with where I am today. Yeah. And, and it's really, really important you do that because we get to see all sorts of circumstances in our claims. And, you know, I, I think recently of a, a customer who was about in his 30s and he was diagnosed with leukaemia and he was really, really pleased that he had income protection. But his comment that he made to us was, I hadn't reviewed my income protection for 10 years and in that time my salary had increased and my living costs had increased and I'd adjusted my lifestyle. I'd had two kids and I'd adjusted my lifestyle to my new salary. And so whilst it was great that I had income protection, he hadn't adjusted the value of that income protection mm. and it meant that he was really faced with the challenges of, well, how do I adjust my lifestyle now within the realms of my old insurance value. Yeah. Uh, and whilst that's a great story that he had insurance, it really does point to the importance that you really do have to review it and ensure it's relevant and current for your current needs. And this is, I've got a very similar story as well. A friend of mine was on a long-term claim for back surgery in his 30s. Yeah. Um, mind you, I was his advisor and I set up the policies and I knew his salary increased and I, I'm like, mate, you need to increase your policy. Your income is almost double what I set this up. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. So, like, we've got personal responsibility to be on top of our financial affairs. And that is, well, if our income does increase significantly or even a little bit, come back up to air with your advisor, let them know. And if they're saying, hey, you probably should look at increasing your income insurance. It's for your benefit. <laughs> it's so important. People are on top of what insurances they have. We often see, and it's very unfortunate, in the group insurance space where people have got insurance through super, didn't realise they had insurance and come to us four or five years mm. later. And that's fine. We can, we can assess your claim and pay your claim for you. There's no statute on yeah. claiming on your insurance. But it just speaks to that you know, four or five years later, if you did have an issue, I always say to anyone, I told my clients, if you got a common cold, probably don't call me. But if you break something or you have something that's significant in your medical life or that you feel it might be significant, reach out to me and I'll let you know if I believe it's a claimable event. And if in doubt, I'll call the insurer and double check for you. It is great advice. Fantastic advice. One customer, it was really unfortunate. She had a, a bad back, sciatic nerve problem in her mm. back and she couldn't afford treatment at the time she needed it. Mm. She needed that treatment within the first 18 months of the injury. But because she didn't realise she had the insurance and didn't claim on it for five years later, she didn't have the available funds to get the treatment at the time she needed it. Now, wow. So I really, really encourage all your, your listeners, be on top of what insurance you have and reach out if you think you've got a claimable event. And this is such a good PSA because like if I can be philosophical for a minute, like this podcast and not to 
embarrass you, Jenny, but I'll just say this podcast is going out to two other people in Australia that are listening, right? And it's just us two and two other people, right? Five, 10 years ago, we didn't have the spread to let the everyday Aussie know of things to look out. So, it's just how cool is this? We get to tell thousands of people all around Australia just the facts of this is how things work. And one common thing that I, and even my own cousin, I will be very sensitive, uh, had a categorical claimable event, which stopped her working for over two years, didn't want to claim on her income insurance because she felt guilty that, oh, I shouldn't claim on that. It's for for those who are really, I'm like, no, 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 you've had a stroke, like, and you're under 50, like, this is for you to claim on. This is what it's designed for. And the claim was paid and it changed her life. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that once the claim is over that, that your premium will increase because it's not a car policy. No, <laughs> not at all. So these are just some of the things like you take out a policy and you are entitled to make a claim or at least pick up the phone and speak to your advisor or the insurer direct and ask the question. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we might take a quick break and we're going to come back and I'm going to talk to Jenny about just a, a two-seconder process of what actually happens once we put in a claim and then we'll share some more stories and dispel some more myths. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Okay, so I was playing soccer on the weekend. I'm a plumber. I use my legs for work. <laughs> I I broke my ankle. Yep. I can't work. The doctor said, yeah, you're going to be in plaster for three weeks and then you've got, you know, two months of rehab. Forget working. What do I do? Do I call my advisor or the insurer at the hospital that afternoon or do I wait until my waiting period's over? What's the practicalities of putting a claim in for income insurance? Yeah, look, my suggestion would be call as soon as possible. Right. So in that case, yeah, we'd encourage you to 
pick up the phone, talk to your advisor or ring up your insurer and get in touch with your claims consultant. Um, and your claims consultant will take the time to understand your circumstances, what's happening for you uh, and what the likely outcome and recovery is. And, and really interesting, in the case you've described, mm. that's probably one of our more straightforward types of claims. Uh, our claims consultants would work to understand how long you expect to be off work and unable to work uh, and work through and possibly even talk about how we can do what we call an advanced pay and finalise where we recognise you'll be off work for a certain period of time. It's important to get you the money as quickly as you can and we work about settling all that for you as quickly as possible. Yeah, but that's that's all well and good, but not every claim is cut and dry. No. And I know, for example, with my friend with the back issue with multiple surgeries or, um, and I don't want to go down a mental health rabbit hole here because we're actually are planning to record an episode with, um, with Glenn Baird from Tau, just all about the mental health stuff. So hang in there everyone. We will have an hour or so or more just around mental health stuff. Yeah. But there are things that are complex. Yeah. Like there's some empathy needed ongoing, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I think and one of the things I'm most proud of is the relationship and the support that our claims consultants provide customers with longer ongoing conditions. We have relationships with some customers that span 20, 30 years um, in terms of the support that we provided for them with ongoing income protection payments. And you're right, we see some very, very complex claims come in and very complex situations and scenarios come in and our claims consultants build ongoing relationships and actually become part of the support network for our customers. And I've got many examples where they become a pivotal part of that support network. We see that when people are out of the workplace for a long time, they start to withdraw socially. They lose as many lose connections that they used to have historically. And a claims consultant who they have an ongoing relationship with becomes an important part of that network and becomes invested in their recovery and their support. Um, I can share an example for you if you like. Yeah, please. Um, we had a, a lady in her mid-30s who, following the birth of her child, suffered postnatal depression. That combined with her generalised anxiety and depression and she got to a position where she couldn't return to work. She became more and more withdrawn from society. She stopped seeing her GP on a regular basis and just was feeling in a really dark place. But she had to have her ongoing relationship with her claims consultant and her claims consultant talked to her about what support we could help her with. And ultimately we decided that we could work with a rehabilitation provider with the goal was simply to get her socialising again. So the rehabilitation provider got her into a mother's group and got her socialising again, both her child and herself. That built her confidence. So then the rehabilitation provider talked to her about well, re-engaging with the workforce and she was able to work a couple of hours a week on a graduated return to work. With that growth in confidence, she was then willing to re-engage with a psychologist and her mental health uh, healthcare providers. And the story ends up very happily with that particular lady being able to return to work full-time. And that is just an example of where our claims consultants think beyond the terms and conditions of the policy and paying the monthly benefit, but are really committed to understanding how they can help somebody return to the best possible life they can. So what you're saying is while this uh, young woman was on claim, she was receiving her monthly benefit. Yep. And also while you're on claim, you don't pay your monthly premium either, That's which correct. is a really you know, good thing to know um, if you're wondering, but you would provide the external services to get someone back into work 
at no cost to them. You're not garnishing their payment. Oh, we had to use this consultant. We're taking $200. This is actually above and beyond what your monthly benefit is. That's absolutely right. And we provide a lot of different types of services to our customers. Interestingly, return to work and career coaching is one of the biggest areas where we can support our customers because they've been out of the workforce for a couple of years. They've lost that confidence to engage in the workforce or, or they haven't don't know how to get another job. Mm. Uh, and we've seen a lot of benefit from career coaching in terms of helping people with their resumes and interviewing skills and getting back to work in that regard. Mm. They're probably things your listeners don't realise that they have access to as part of their life insurance benefits. Yeah, awesome. I just want to jump in there. The Life Insurance Code of Practice was brought in in 2017. I just want to talk about it because there is a code of practice that is in the background that you towel has effectively signed up to and many other insurers. But the thing I like about this code of practice, it covers various areas of the life insurance world, but the timeframes around claiming. Yeah. So, talk to us about that. Yeah. Look, the life insurance code of practice was a really important commitment by the life insurance industry. We came together voluntarily and recognised we needed to sign up to Uh, best practice. And it was really important for us to provide confidence to customers that when they engage with the life insurance industry, as you said, across the whole value chain, that we held ourselves to certain standards. And that's particularly important at the claim time. And the life insurance code of practice at claim time talks to how quickly we'll do things. So how quickly we'll respond to you should you make queries, how quickly we commit to make a decision within, how we'll treat you, the information that we will provide to you during the claims process uh, and really does serve to give customers a degree of confidence and set some expectations around what they can expect when they're working with the life insurance industry. The life code talks to minimum standards around timeframes. Right. So, it really does set out the minimum standards. Um, in most instances, and as, as an industry, I'm really proud to say we outdo those standards, but as a society, it brings a degree of confidence to consumers that we consider these things and are focused on paying their claims as quickly as possible. So, in relation to that and your claims team, do you find it's actually easier to meet and beat those minimum standards because you do have dedicated claim consultants for each individual person. Because when a claim comes up, your team is not dealing with a policy, they're dealing with a person. Please Correct. tell me. Correct. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm saying this in leading the witness a little bit because uh, my friend Matthew, who's on a, you know, been on income protection twice and had to reclaim again for his back and whatnot. And I'm saying this publicly because uh, Matthew's case study is in my book, Sort Your Money Out and Get Invested, right? And he's had a first back surgery on claim, back to work, second back surgery on claim, back to work. Now he's got to get a third surgery on another part of his back. Right. And the amazing thing is it's still the same actual lady who's a knows Matthew and knows the situation and knows his doctors and knows the business structure. So, yeah, it, it's, a, it's an amazing relationship that exists between a customer and their claims consultants. Um, our claims consultants are amazing. I'm humbled by what they do. They are so invested in their customers and supporting their customers and helping them to return to health. Um, but people might not appreciate 
just what it is that a claims consultant has to do. Not only do they need to build a relationship with their customer, they need to understand the terms and conditions that they're working to. They need to understand the medical scenarios that underpin the customer's claim. They need to understand the legal environment which they're operating in. They need to understand the financials and various trust arrangements. Um, and that's why we invest so heavily in our claims consultants. You know, it's the training we give to these guys. It's the support that we provide them. It's the technology that we provide them. And as an industry, I've never seen us invest so much in the claims consultants as we are today because we know it's so important. We know that ultimately at the heart of every claim is a claim, is the relationship between the customer, mm. like your friend, and their claims consultant. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I did put up in the Facebook group a question uh, for this episode around claims and there was lots of comments there, but don't worry, everyone. I'm going to take these comments and use them for other episodes uh, around this type of stuff because a lot of the questions you guys were asking were underwriting questions and that might be a new phrase for a lot of you. Uh, and a lot of questions were on the mental health piece, which we will cover in deep. Trust me, we're going to do it. But something stood out for me, Jenny, if I could um, throw you under the bus here. hope you're in short. Uh, Davey Harris said, should 20 to 30-year-olds be looking at getting insurance? Absolutely. All right. They should. We'll end the episode there. No. <laughs> no, no. Look, look, I appreciate that people often only think about life insurance when they've got a major milestone happening in mm. their life, getting married, buying a house, having a kid. But the reality is, and I see it every day and across the thousands of claims that we pay for people who didn't expect to have an injury or illness, who didn't appreciate that this could happen to them and the difference that that makes for their life when they receive the financial benefit associated with that insurance. We see thousands and thousands of claims from people who are suffering from an injury or an illness, um, people who have a musculoskeletal issue. Mental health challenges are very prolific. And these are from people who only two or three years earlier had no forewarning that this could happen for them. Cancer is another one where people just don't see that it's going to happen for them, but the reality of it is that it can happen to you. And the benefit from having life insurance, both in the financial payment that you will receive and the ongoing support that I talked about earlier, is something you need to think about in your life. And is that important to me should that circumstances arise? Mm. Thousands of claims, Glenn, we see where people need that insurance and it makes a huge difference in their life. Do you have any hard stats of what you guys have paid out in the last 12 months? Yeah, I do. I do. In the last 12 months, we've paid out nearly 40,000 claims and about $2.7 billion worth of money. And as I said, those stats are amazing. But behind, Is that across all benefits? That is across all benefits. Yeah. yeah. Group and retail? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So everything. Wow. Absolutely. That's a lot of money and it's made a huge difference mm. to those individuals' lives. Do you know, I think about insurance this way, and this is a long bow to draw, but I'm drawing it. You know how you go to the doctor and you might have had to wait a little bit longer because they're running a little bit behind, right? Mm. And you go to the doctor, you get called up, you go in, and your 15 minutes has turned into 20 minutes because of your need, right? Yeah. I see that as the insurance pool. We pay premium, but when we need it the most, the pool will be there for you, even though we have to pay a premium. This is just 101 yep. maths, right? Likewise, when we go to the doctor, if I'm in the waiting room, I don't get a 
my nick is in a knot because I have to wait because I know when I come up to see my doctor, he or she will give me the time that's needed for me. Yeah. And we need to be okay with that. We do. And that's why you talk about those stats and the billions of dollars over the years that, you know, just towel have paid. It's because when you need it, when you step up to the plate, that pool of money will be there for you. Uh, absolutely. And if I think about the benefit of life insurance, one, you've got the confidence of knowing you've got protection there. And, and we genuinely hope you never have to claim. Mm. You know, that would be fantastic. But we are here in the circumstance that you do need to claim. Mm. So just on the 20s and 30-year-olds, do you have any other hard data just on that cohort? I think the really interesting thing for me around this cohort, and if I reflect on the earlier comments where I said about 71% of insurance we pay for living benefits, mm. when you get into this category, that actually increases to over 80%. Wow. So this is not... For this cohort, this is not insurance to be paid when somebody passes away. This is insurance that is paid to support you while you are living through your injury and illness, mm. to support your ongoing lifestyle, support your family. And it's really important to think about that and reflect on what do I need or what would I expect to need in that circumstance. And this is why I'm just, you know, when I teach around the Sound Financial House, every financial goal in our life, any even non-financial goals, paying your rent, paying your mortgage. You know, there's two things that you need to get a mortgage, right? You need a deposit and you need an income. Now, once you have that mortgage, the deposit thing falls away because you've got the mortgage, but there's one thing that you need to keep your house. And guess what that is? An income. Absolutely. Now, if you were unable to generate that income for three months, six months, two years or longer what's going to happen long-term if the money isn't there? Well, the bank's coming knocking. The bank is going to say, you haven't paid your mortgage, give us your house. Yeah. And that's very insensitive to say. I get that. But the facts are, before we do any other investing, before we do any other goal prioritization in our financial life, we have to build from the ground up and one of those strong foundations, as I talk about every time I open my trap, protection plan for your income. Because if the income stops, it's a hard time. You're exactly right. And look, we see it time and time again, the difference that a financial benefit makes to our customers. Mm. It means it's one less thing for them to worry about. It means that they can focus on their health and their recovery. It means that they don't need to worry about how am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to put food on the table for my kids? It's one less thing they need to worry about. Yeah. And it makes such a difference. We see it in their recovery. When the benefits flow and they can focus on their recovery, that's when we often see a real shift in the mindset of our customers and then they can really move forward with their lives. So in terms of this PSA, the truth is, the fact is that life insurers and TAO specifically pay claims? You know, they do. We really do. And the stats support that. Yeah. Nearly 94% of claims are, are paid in the life insurance industry. Yeah. And this is why, like, I've been to backroom boardrooms at life insurers and they show the spreadsheets, right? And they say, oh, look, this was actually a decline here because they were trying to claim for a benefit that actually wasn't even specific to that policy. And that's why it's so important to have a relationship with your financial advisor. 
So if you said, oh, hey, I've got a cold and flu, I'm sick, should I put a claim in? The advisor will say, well, no, let's have a look at the policy. So I don't know. I'm just pro advice and good relationships, either with your advisor or your insurer. Yeah. So we set expectations. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think it's really important for people to understand what is likely to happen for them and what they should expect from a process. Yeah. Now, in finishing, is there anything that you would like to add that maybe I didn't ask or that's on your mind that you want to get the word across given this is a PSA? Yeah, there is. I I think as we've talked about, I really, really would encourage your listeners to reflect on the life insurance and reflect on what they would do in the circumstances that an unexpected injury or illness befell them. It happens. We have thousands and thousands of claims a year and we get to see the reality of that circumstances and the impact that it makes. So please, I just really encourage your listeners to reflect on the insurance cover that they have. Make sure they understand what insurance they cover they have. Go looking for that insurance in super. You may not know you've got it there, but understand what you've got. Talk to your advisor. Understand, have I got enough mm. should this situation occur? The other thing I'd like to say is have confidence that if you need to lean into a claims process, the industry is going to be there to support you. We are not out to decline every claim. The industry has thousands and thousands of people working in it who are committed to delivering on the commitment that we make to you and supporting you through that. They do amazing things. I've got so many stories where I've got evidence of our claims consultants really going above and beyond to support their customers and paying those claims as quickly as possible. We are here to support you. And we are here to support you through your journey. Awesome. We might leave it there. Thank you, uh, Jenny Oliver, Chief Claims Officer at TAO. And thank you to TAO for getting behind the My Millennial Money podcast. And Jenny, you're welcome back anytime. And thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Liz. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.